Welcome everybody to the Nerdpool Podcast with the fat fool who loves Deadpool, your host, Jamie. The water's fine. Come on in. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Nerdpool Podcast. As always, I am your host, the fat fool that loves Deadpool. Yes, it's me. It's me. It's a J-M-I-E, your 48th favorite podcast host, and as always, your Sherpa down this road of nerdiness. And I want to apologize again for missing another week. Uh, moving turned out to be a bigger hassle than I anticipated. Um, I learned a few things about myself in the move. First off, you never really realize how much stuff you accumulate when living in a place for an extended period of time. Um, I spent eight years at the house I just moved out of. And moving into this new house, I did not realize how much stuff I had. Even throwing things away and donating things to charity, you never realize how much stuff you actually have. But on top of that, I did learn, A, I am unorganized. Um, As some people know, and I've seen people when I've helped move, they pack things neatly in boxes, you know, everything's labeled properly, uh, stuff is stacked and stuff is like, oh, well, this box will fit in this way, we will fit with this one and we can get all of this stuff in here. And me, it's just, hey, there's a box, I'm just throwing stuff in it. I'm not folding the stuff, the stuff that needs to be folded, I'm not wrapping things, I'm throwing stuff into boxes and I'm getting this done as quickly as possible. Um, and that might not be the the best way to actually do it. Another thing I did learn is that uh, I'm a procrastinator because I waited till almost the last minute to get everything packed and it was just a nightmare to rush and get everything done. But uh, I'm in the new place. The studio has not fully been set up yet. Um, I'm still unpacking and procrastinating as I, I tend to do apparently. But uh, didn't have that. I I just, I just couldn't do it. So we're uh, so again. My apologies to all the chimichangas and tacos who missed another week and was just wondering what happened. That's what happened. Uh, moved into a new place and was just so unorganized and trying to get everything ready and just wore out that I I couldn't I couldn't do it. Um, but today's episode is kind of a somber one. It's not kind of, it is a somber one. Um, I can only be talking about the, the biggest thing that's actually happened in, in the culture that this podcast is based around, and that is that um, we lost the great, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy with the best cameos in any movie ever, and the guy who created one of the most iconic universes in all of literature and some of the most iconic characters in all of pop culture and literature and that is uh stan lee he passed away at 95 years old just from old age um his wife june passed away last year and he's he hasn't seemed like he's been the same since then and it's it's been just a it's it's been kind of depressing just to see him because it looked like he hasn't been as happy as he used to look all the time but with his passing uh like everybody that you know likes comics and the marvel movies and everything i just have to give a tribute to him as we talk about him uh 
His name is actually Stan, Stanley Martin Lieber. That's what he was born as. He didn't want to go by his actual name when he was doing comics because back when comics were, when he started at Marvel, it, it was it had another name. But when he actually started doing it, uh, comics was kind of a dirty business. And I don't mean that as in, you know, it was run by gangsters or that it was, you know, pornographic or anything like that it was the fact that it was looked down upon by anybody in print media you know newspapers and 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 books people looked down on it as a inferior product and so he was a little bit embarrassed about being involved in it because he wanted to actually be a novelist and write books so he went by the moniker and the alias of stan lee and it stuck and he became the most iconic man in comic books and one of the most known people in pop culture in general um the 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 universe he created and and when he there used to be a comic code of conduct and what started him on the path at marvel as being what it is today was when that comic code was going on you couldn't do certain storylines you couldn't have certain aspects panels violence sex, drugs, you couldn't have certain things in your comics because it was promoted towards kids and comics were still looked upon as a kid's media, so they wouldn't allow you to do it. Stan Lee looking to, was going to actually leave Marvel and quit comics and was going to try to write his book, and his wife told him, if you're going to quit, why not make the book you want to make, and he started the Fantastic Four, and that just jump-started you know, the Fantastic Four led to the Incredible Hulk, which led to Spider-Man, which led to, you know, Captain America. It, it led to the X-Men. Pretty much every great Marvel character was uh, a Stan Lee creation or inspired by Stan Lee. And personally, growing up, we didn't have a... Uh, my family didn't have a lot of money. I, I didn't get to read comics. It was a very seldom thing that I've got to read comics. My first real four, four way, foray into the comic book realm, you can say, was watching, um, well, into Marvel, not just comic books, but into Marvel, was the Spider-Man and X-Men series that used to come on Fox. It was Fox Kids on Saturday. They came on every morning from 9 a.m. on. And, you know, like every kid growing up my age, you get a bowl of cereal on Saturday, you sit down and you watch cartoons. Mine just happened to be X-Men and Spider-Man. And that was my first first plunge into the Marvel Universe. And it, it led to, you know, the, the movies and the MCU. And then when I got older and got a job and grew up, being able to buy comics and read comics and just got so deep into the lore of them. But... Uh, comic comic books and superheroes always fascinated me as a um i know a lot of people feel that way and and one of the i think the biggest aspects especially with marvel and what stan lee did was grounding the comic book industry in realism and making it so you you really saw yourself in characters even if you know everybody had that one character that they really looked into and they identified with for whatever reason uh, but you know for me personally 
growing up as as an overweight kid and as a kid who was picked on because of his size even though I didn't get to read comics that much being able to watch that the the X-Men shows or or the Spider-Man cartoon or anything like that or the very few comics I did get to read it was something that got me caught up in a world to where anybody could be a hero and even sometimes when you have people who are you know, great looking, and and it seems like they're have all the friends in the world. They they're not always the good guy. You know, the 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 popular kid is sometimes the asshole, as in Eddie Brock, and people like that, and Doctor Doom. The ones that just you know that kind of pick on or the or the bad guys. And I'm not using that as a foray into any sort of talking about anybody that picked on me. It's just that I could I got to identify with characters like Spider-Man who was a nerdy kid who you know fell into having superpowers and the whole time was trying to figure out the balance between being a superhero and having all this responsibility when he was just a kid himself and he was picked on and he was he was not looked at as you know popular and he wasn't liked by the ladies and everything like that and I could identify with that to the point of the X-Men to when the X-Men came out which was pretty it was sort of a reference for the civil rights movement of being different and people hating you because you're different without actually knowing you to where people can relate to these characters people can relate to these stories and it just it, it his entire world touched me. Now, Stanley didn't do it all on his own. You know, he had people like Steve Ditka and Jack Kirby and and many other talented, talented artists and and writers and inkers and you know, so there's editors and there's so many people that go into this. And but for you know, he was the face of Marvel Comics. He was the face of the cinematic universe i mean everybody knows stanley's face and that's why he is synonymous with these characters and to be able to take his imagination and to build a universe that is connected through hundreds of characters is simply amazing it's it it takes a genius level to do it now i don't know stanley i never got unfortunately i never got to meet the man but you never really heard anything bad about him, um, you know, as far as I, I know. I mean, we all know he had falling out with Jack Kirby and some other people. But for the most part, I mean, for the fans, I've, I've never heard of a incident to where a fan met him and, you know, he snubbed a fan or he he treated acted like he was better than a fan it always seemed like he was welcoming and engaging and genuinely enjoying the interactions with fans and that was that's one thing i think we can all hopefully take away from stanley was he said at one point that he never regretted a day of work every day was better than the last and he enjoy getting up and going to work and that's what we all strive for is to be able to get up and find something that that motivates us something that we find 
entertaining, something we find fun, and to not only get paid to do it, but to be able to make a career out of it, where help help it to raise a family and everything. And and that's that's the dream we all have. And he had that dream. And because of he had that dream and because he lived that dream, we as fans of this medium and and just the characters, we, we got to take that ride with him all the way from the 50s, all the way up till today and it's still going. You know, there's so many different stories and character arcs and crossovers and everything that are all connected within one universe that one guy thought of and and brought to life out of his imagination and stanley's going to be missed for this his his the cameos he had in the mcu you know it got to the point to where even if you didn't enjoy the movie which marvel hasn't done a bad movie but if you if you didn't enjoy the movie you would go in trying to find his cameo even if it was a movie you were excited about like infinity war you're you're still looking for his cameo, and he's filmed. I know at least two more. They that he might have done some more. He's going to be in uh, Captain Marvel, and he's going to be in the Avengers Four as a cameo. And it's sad to think that you know it, it's coming after a few more films of not being able to see him on screen as a janitor or as a librarian or a security guard, a bus driver, whatever. And the first time, which it'll be probably, it'll be Captain Marvel, I guess, because it comes out first. But at the end of the credits, when it says, you know, in memory of Stan Lee, I already know I'm going to shed a tear over it. Because the world he created was so, it's so beautiful. It's so everlasting. And to have a a forum for kids who can go into when they're not ha- when they're having problems no matter what the issue might be whether they're getting picked on for you know being overweight or you know for a speech impediment for a cleft palate anything even kids that aren't being picked on kids that you know might feel lonely might feel down kids that don't feel like necessarily that they 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 fit in or belong. Maybe nothing's wrong with you. You just you just have that feeling that you're an outsider and you just you don't feel like you're a part of you know the quote unquote normal kids. To have a medium to where you can get not only lost in a story, not only caught up in the beautiful art and the imagery that you're you're reading and you're portraying but to be able to find like-minded individuals who felt the same way you did and to be able to connect with them and argue about who would win in a fight between this person and that person or what happened if these people teamed up or, you know, this happened, what do you think about it? To be able to create those kinds of friendships out of something that uh, Stanley created is an incredible an incredible thing and he he's gonna be missed you know i i miss him already i never met the man it's crazy how you know you you have a celebrity that you don't know somebody you've never met and yet you can miss them and you know i know 
it, it, I didn't think I didn't think it would hit me harder as hard as it did. He's it's one of them things where Stan Lee was ninety five years old. We all knew eventually he would pass. You know, it's not like he was twenty or thirty or anything like that to where you would be like, you know, it, what happened? It was actually, we all knew it was coming, but because he was such an iconic presence, he was he was such a a legend. We we always just kind of assumed he was one of his characters, like he was immortal. He couldn't go. You know, he he's he hell. He's looked the same. As far back as I can remember, Stanley has always looked the same. Look at Mallrats. He looked the same in Mallrats as he did the day he died. And yet, when he passed, uh, I remember it was a friend of mine texted me and told me that Stanley had passed. And I've heard rumors that Stanley has passed before. You know, it's happened. You'll get the celebrity fake death rumors. So I immediately Googled instantly to see. You know, I figured it would be, it was a hoax. And it turned out it wasn't. And... I was just sitting there and it was, I was reminiscing and just thinking about, thinking about the Marvel universe, you know, and how one man is what basically stemmed that whole entire thing. And I was just like, wow. And I got emotional and I felt like I wanted to cry and I didn't, but I felt like I wanted to. And it just, it, it hit me and it was like, that's strange to think that, that a man I've never met has that much of an effect on me and has made me the person I am. Some of my greatest friendships right now have come from, you know, my love of Marvel comics and my love of movies, Marvel movies and stuff like that. Like I've met so many people that have these same feelings towards it and you can, you just created these friendships and all of that is a direct correlation to the genius Stanley and what he did. Now, just if thinking about, you know, like I said, he wanted to be a novelist. Thinking if he had actually quit comics, if he'd have never done the Fantastic Four, if he'd have went on to write books, what would what would things be like now? We had DC Comics, but Marvel was always a more grounded, realistic comic comic book company dc was more squeaky clean their characters were billionaires their characters had power you know all these these powers they never really went through issues when you read a marvel comic you know you have people that are in conflict with having their powers and dealing with the responsibility and maybe not being liked by everyone because they were different and it just helped all of us all of us outcast that I will say that that it helped us to relate to it and so if he had never done that if he had never you know created the Fantastic Four and it wouldn't have led to any of the other ones you know what what would become of us I mean you know we'd, we'd still be here but would we have that same outlet that we had would we be able to make the friendships that we obtained would would hell would the movie industry be the same way it is because the MCU and Marvel has changed the way movies are done. They they really have. They've changed, you know, now most movies are putting after credit scenes after, you know, after the credits and Marvel didn't start that, but Marvel is the one that has made it a niche of the genre of of doing it, you know, made a a niche out of doing it and people have followed suit to where most most comp movies are doing it now. And not just that, the way things are filmed 
the way scores are done, the casting. It's just it's changed a lot of things. And from comic books to movies to even podcasts, the Wolverine The Longest Night was, you know, just a podcast on Stitcher and other places. And it was released and, you know, it was a return to radio shows. And it was the first one I knew of was that. And it was a Marvel, you know, and it, it was it was Wolverine, you know, so they're not only changing movies and not only did they change the way comics were done they're they're moving into the podcast realm and it's it's all from it's all from stanley martin lieber you know the genius that is stanley i know i'm rambling because i i just i i I, there's so much i want to say about stanley and there's so much that i i can't say because i don't can't find the words to say them like, I can't put the words on paper. I can't put the words into this recording that come across and convey the the the, this, the respect and the admiration I had for him as a creator and as someone who, who has helped me personally to cope with things in my life and friends of mine who has helped them to create bonds and friendships. You know, there's, there's so much that I want to say that I just can't find the words to say, and I hope that this podcast has, I hope, I hope this episode has actually conveyed some of it, because I know, I feel like my mind, my mind's going a a hundred miles a minute, and I don't really know how to pump the brakes on it, and, and what to actually say, but, you know, I just... Rest in peace to Stan Lee. Um, I hope you're back with your wife. And I hope that, you know, you're up there. And I think I think you're sitting up there with some of the other great creators. Uh, and not just comic books, but literature and inventors. And I think maybe you're up there and, you know, maybe you're maybe you and God are putting something together. Something really cool for a for the universe. You know, there's been some great tributes to you here from videos and pictures, and you touched a lot of people's lives. And it it's it's hard to say goodbye. If I may quote boys to men, there it's hard to say goodbye when. We seem like we weren't ready for you to go, but it will move on. Kids are still going to enjoy the universe you created. Hell, adults are still going to create, going to enjoy the universe you created. We're all going to just keep it going, and I think that's the best way to remember you is to take what you put your entire life into, what you've fought for what you created and to just never let it die I think might be the best the best tribute to you um so that's all I can say uh, again rest in peace Stanley you're going to be truly missed by everybody in the comic book fan community and I mean I guess 
I guess there's only one thing left to say and in tribute to Stan Lee, I guess that's one word is Excelsior. Bye everybody. Aren't you? Oh, Stanley. I think whatever you do, you should do what you most want to do and what you're best at. Are you Tony Stank? <laughs> that is hilarious. You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Did it work? And when you do something that you know the fans seem to enjoy, that gives you such satisfaction, you don't want to stop. I'm terribly sorry about your loss, dear. As for you, now is your chance to do better. Why don't you see that you take it? Oh, gee, I've got so many more stories to tell. Excelsior! You are not a reasonable partner. Only a way to say, come back here.